0: Welcome to the Consulting Pipeline Podcast. Let me read something very briefly to you from Wikipedia. Here we go. The phrase, quote, I know it when I see it, is a colloquial expression by which a speaker attempts to categorize an observable fact or event, even though the category is subjective or lacks clearly defined parameters. The phrase was used in 1964 by United States Supreme Court Justice Potter Stewart to describe his threshold test for obscenity in the case Jacobalus v. Ohio. In explaining why the material at issue in the case was not obscene under the Roth test and therefore was protected speech that could not be censored, Justice Stewart wrote, I shall not today attempt to further define the kinds of material I understand to be embraced within that shorthand description of hardcore pornography. And perhaps I could never succeed in intelligibly doing so, but I know it when I see it, and the motion picture involved in this case is not that. I tell people there are two advantages you gain when you specialize. The first is an expertise advantage, and the second is that you begin to address marketing inefficiencies. So taking those in reverse order. The second is I find a lot more immediately, not obvious, but it just makes sense to people. When they start to think about having a very narrow focus, specializing in serving a particular type of company, or perhaps specializing in working with a particular type of technology or solving a particular evergreen business problem, it becomes clear pretty quickly how those address marketing inefficiencies. And the marketing inefficiencies that a generalist faces are it's difficult to find my clients, it's difficult to get them to trust me, to do much more than take orders and be a pair of hands for some sort of strategy or design that they've already created. Those are the marketing inefficiencies that generalists face. And again, once you start thinking about how it works when you focus and you kind of play that out a couple moves down the chessboard, it becomes pretty clear pretty quickly that, oh, yes, I get it. (laughs) That works. The expertise advantage, I feel a lot more like... The character Jack Bauer on the television show Twenty Four, played by Kiefer Sutherland, so frequently on that show. I, I just watched the first season, so I I'm not like a big fan of the show or anything like that. But I remember from watching the first season, there would be these situations that would crop up, and inevitably Jack Bauer would be on the on a cell phone talking to someone who needed to to cooperate with him in order to uh, prevent some terrible thing from happening. And time would, of course, be tight. The clock was ticking. The other person didn't have all the information, didn't have all the facts. Jack Bauer, being the hero of the show, did. And so in this kind of exaggerated, husky voice, uh, Kiefer Sutherland would say, you're just going to have to trust me. I would always laugh when that happened because it was sort of, um, I'm I'm not a movie critic, but I I would say that was overacting on Kiefer Sutherland's part. (laughs) But it just became a sort of uh, catch line. And damn it, if I don't feel like I'm often saying the same catch line, when it comes to that second advantage about the benefits of specializing, that expertise advantage, I feel like all the time I'm saying to people who would like to buy into this idea and they get the, you know, how that specializing helps with addressing marketing inefficiencies. They get that. But then they're like, I just don't see how a software developer can focus on a vertical and have that work out. I just don't get it. And then I find myself sort of saying, well, you're just going to have to trust me (laughs) I've seen it happen. And that's why I I told you the the story um, about that famous line from uh, Justice Potter Stewart. I've seen it myself. I've seen people who focused in this way, focused on a market vertical, and developed an expertise advantage, but I still find myself struggling to explain it adequately. And I, and I'm not satisfied with saying, oh, you're just going to have to trust me on that. I know that's not good enough. And I also know it's not good enough to say, well, I've seen it. So, you know, again, (laughs) that would lead me right back to saying, you're just going to have to trust me. I've seen it happen, so I know it can happen. I'm just not satisfied with that. So one of the things I think you can look forward to on this podcast and on my email list is more stories from people who have made that journey. And in the past, I've, I've talked to those folks and very, um, I think, purposefully, but also, uh, well, okay, let me back up a bit. When I've talked to these people in the past, a lot of times what I'm trying to do is get them to talk about what fear did they face along the way? How did they make that decision to specialize? How did they choose where to specialize and how to specialize? What was difficult and challenging about the process? And as I've gotten more questions that are like, I want to believe, but (laughs) you've got to make it very clear for me, Philip, how this expertise advantage actually works. As I've gotten more questions like that, I've realized that in some of these previous conversations, I've really left out what does it look like when you are specialized in some market vertical, you've done that for a while, what kind of expertise do you have that you didn't have before, and how is that linked to the focus and the fact that you've been focused for a number of years in some particular market vertical that whole side of the story it's there i know it is i've just not done the best job i could of elaborating that and surfacing that part of it so that you can decide for yourself dear listener if this is the path for you or not so i suppose uh, i suppose this is a bit of a confession of me saying i could do better and i will and actually look forward to it uh, i love You know, being uh, one of a few people who are trying to help these stories get told because I just continue to believe firmly that if you're stuck as a generalist, self-employed software developer, there is a way out. And it looks like specializing and it's probably not specializing on a technology platform because that's a a short-term way out. I talked to so many people who were seeing this sort of, uh, if you imagine a kind of w- an old-fashioned wind-up toy <laughs> where you had to, you know, wind it for it to do whatever it did. And what that did was tighten the spring inside the toy. And as the spring um, puts force on some mechanism, the, you know, a little car drives over the floor or something happens. And I, that's honestly how I think of focusing on a technology platform. It's great while there's energy in the spring, but like a wind-up toy, it doesn't last for forever and rates go down and the momentum just kind of gets sucked out of that particular technology platform and moves somewhere else. And so I continue to believe that specializing is absolutely the way out for generalist software developers who feel stuck with where their business is and and how it's not growing how they would like. But focusing on a technology platform is usually not the way that leaves focusing on a market vertical or focusing on some kind of evergreen business problem where your technology skills have outsized value. Those are the ways that work best. And I just need to do a better job of telling more stories of people who've arrived at that point and what the expertise piece looks like. So hopefully I will be successful in doing that. I'm, I'm just, you know, as I tend to do, as soon as I realize something, I open my big fat mouth and tell you guys about it. So it may take you know, a few weeks for that to start happening, but you can look forward to more of that on this podcast. Thanks for listening. See you next time.